And clear of the closing doors, please. What up, son? What up? Louis Max Grind of Pivot Queens, New York, today in the house. We have a bionic man. I think he's bionic. I don't know. This guy's unbelievable. Ultra runner, Iron Man, all out stud. And from Long Island, believe it or not, one man with one mission, Jay Esparo. Jay, my brother, how are you? Hey, Louis, I am doing great. <laughs> I really appreciate that intro. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to build a machine over here, but I am far from being a machine at 42 years old. But thank you for that introduction. That's awesome. Glad to be here. Great, great to great to have you. And yeah, well, you you still you still young, brother. I mean, you still got youth on your side at some point. You know, you you turn you're on the cusp, I think. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hurt you too bad. How, how did this all start? Um, you've been running. Uh, I you know I checked out a little bit of your bio. Some friends of mine uh, that I know introduced me to you. And you know, in for the last couple of years, you've run fifty mile runs. You've run a hundred mile runs. You've done Ironman. I mean. Bring us back. Tell me where this all began and how. All right. Yeah, I hate running. I hate it. And I think everybody hates it. Uh, I, and, and when I was younger, yes, I was an athlete. I played Division One soccer. You know, I, I loved the sport. I had that athletic background. But in that type of running, it was like a horse. They trained me to sprint. Everything was a sprint, 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 sprint. And then uh, after I was done with college and, and I was out and I was working and I was going out to dinner every night. Where'd you go to school? You went, you went on Long Island, but, right? Hofstra? Where, where'd you go? I did. I went to Hofstra University. Yeah. Right, okay, cool. Hofstra University. And uh, yeah. And, and then when uh, after an adulthood and I stopped working out and I started putting some pounds on and I was getting married. I'm like, I got to get in shape. So I, I was like, let me run a half marathon. And, and I hated it. But I was like, that's the only way the weight's coming off. And I looked okay. And I got married and I was like, all right, I'm never going to do that. Because whenever I finished the half marathon, I always said, you got to be crazy to run 13 more miles after this. You're, you got to totally, be nuts. Totally. And uh, yeah, and, and then that's how the running was. And then I'll be honest, uh, one of my all-time dreams, and I never thought I would ever do it in a million years, was to run the New York City Marathon. And uh, yeah, 2015, bad place. I was a bad place in my life. And I was like, I'm ne- I'm, well, bad things kept happening to me and, and work and just life. And, and, I, and I was sitting there and I'm like, you know what? If I'm, ne- I'm never going to run the marathon, I'll say, do it now. And I hit the button. And I was so nervous because I was like, how am I going to do this? Once I hit that button saying I was signed up for the marathon, I was like, shoot, I'm going to have to really train and do this. And I trained that year and, and I got to the New York City Marathon that year. I was healthy and, and I ran it at a nice, really easy jog. And that, I got goosebumps thinking about it. It changed my life forever. Pivotal, moment, that pivotal moment right there. So that's, your, is that, so that's one of your first pivotal moments. How did you, how did you train for that? How did you train? I mean, I know there are many people that, you know, run all the time and train, but this is a guy who doesn't like running really. Yeah. And I, I ran three nights uh, or two nights during the week, short runs. And on the weekend, I do a long run. And at the time I was a big drinker, not proud of it. And I would drink three nights. And I was like, after I did the math, I'm like, if I could drink three nights, and I could run three nights. I mean, imagine I cut out that drinking. What more can I do? Right. And that same thing with that New York City Marathon, I was like seeing all those fans. And I was a, I'm a huge Met fan, unfortunately. And the day I was running the New York City Marathon, the Mets were in the World Series that night. And everybody was cheering. I was wearing my Mets gear. It was uh, an amazing day. Um, and obviously, they lost that night, obviously, because that's how my luck is. And uh, <laughs> And yeah, and that just changed. That was a pivotal moment. Like I could do anything. If I could do this marathon, I could do anything. And um, yeah, that led into the next year where throughout that year, my grandmother had Alzheimer's 
And uh, my grandmother, Anna Sparrow, um, she's a matriarch of my family. She uh, loves me so much and I love her so much. And that Alzheimer's disease, she was in a nursing home. And every Sunday I would go and visit her at the nursing home and have breakfast with her. And I really just saw how, how difficult that disease was for me. Not so much for her because she didn't know who I was. And um, it was a very difficult time. And, and I learned, you know what? If I, if I was in this nursing home, she would be with me all the time and supporting me. And that's when it clicked for me. I was like, my mom, my dad, and my aunt and uncle, who were her primary caregivers, were in that nursing home with her every single day for eight years. Of course. I know I can't do that. So I said, you know what? I'm going to use running as a platform to talk about Alzheimer's, honor my grandmother, and I'm going to do it for a Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center, a nonprofit organization. I'm going to use running as a platform because if people hate running, they know what it's like to run one mile. And people that love running, they won't run more than 26.2 miles. And at that time, my grandmother was 90 years old. And that's when I decided I was going to run 90 miles across Long Island from Montauk to Plainview over three days. Wow. That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah. So how did you start to train for that? I mean, you know, what motivated, I, I you know, I, mean, I know that what motivated you, but, you know, the, the rap that you gave was unbelievable. I mean, it really was. And it's, I think it comes from, you know, within your heart, the values, your family, it really was from within, but you know, a day or two or three or four later, how do you continue doing this? You know, what motivates you to get out of bed on the regular and really do it? I mean, is there a thought in your head? Is there something, what is that? What does that go? What is that vision that you're, uh, you know, actually looking at? That's amazing you say that. Yeah, that 90 miles, man, it, it scared the crap out of me. But I was like, this is not for Jay Sparrow. Like, if it was for me, the 90 miles, I probably would, I would have quit. Yeah, I'm like, my right. grand, my, yeah, my, like, because I've done it before. When I want to do things for myself, uh, it's easy not to show up. But this is to honor one of the greatest people I know in my life, my grandmother, and what she did for my family. And I was doing it for my family. And then I was doing it for a nonprofit organization to help people in the community. And then as I started talking about this and, and getting it out into some social media aspects and newspaper outlets, people started coming to me, talking to me about their families and how Alzheimer's and dementia has affected them. And now it started taking this whole new responsibility, uh, right? Like almost a yeah. responsibility, right? And I'm like, this is, I have to do this and I have to reach more people and let them know I'm doing this for them. And that was the drive. And now I kind of trained the way I was trained for the New York City Marathon. And I was still doing my, 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 I was disciplined, but not enough. And I'll tell you another pivotal moment I had, because when I told my family and my friends I was doing this, they're like, why are you doing this? Great. You know, I got to interject for one second. Great call on that. My not, not perfect. My next question was about your family. You know, you're a family man. You have kids, you're married, you know, how, you know, they got involved. Well, go ahead. Tell us what they thought. They thought you were, you were out of your mind crazy and 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 i've been known to be a little crazy in my <laughs> lifetime okay so okay. when I, yeah so so when i say this like oh you're crazy you're going to get hurt just go visit your grandmother my Relax. friends they yeah my friends they were like oh, yeah, yeah you got it and i could see them rolling their eyes like turning their head looking at each other like he's crazy like he's not gonna do it but i knew what was inside me and i knew what was in my heart and i knew my vision and that's the thing like these other people who are the closest people to me who i love and i know they love me. They don't know what I'm willing to do for this, even when you say it. And that's why I tell people now, when you have dreams, you can't be shouting it to everybody because that dream that you have 
is so important to you that you need to keep it close to your heart because people are going to talk you out of your own dream. And people do not know how much you're willing to give for your own dreams. And sometimes you can't tell everybody. Sometimes you just have to do the work. But with all that being said, I told my family, I told my friends, and they're like, you're going to get hurt. Don't do it. And it was hard because I was like, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it for grandma. Yeah, for and, somebody else. But they else, were right, right, though. Yeah, they yeah, didn't want they you. They right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how about your wife? Was she on board? I mean, after uh, obviously you guys are part of a team. You know, she was basically, uh, okay, I'm with you. You got to, it's on you kind of thing. I'm going to help you, of course. Supportive. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she was supportive, like, because now everyone thinks I'm crazy. She's like, I'll let you support it, but it can't get in the way of anything. So now I'm like, all right, I got to get up at 5 a.m. because I got the kids. And now I got to change my lifestyle around. And the second most pivotal day in my entire life, six months after I decided to do that 90-mile run, uh, it was in June of 2016. I had been training in a really hot week, didn't hydrate enough. And at 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, my dog was barking and needed to be let out. So I got up, I run downstairs, I let my dog outside. And as I turn around, I see those white dots. And I get a little dizzy. And the next thing I know, I wake up and I'm face, on, on, face down on the floor. And I lift my head up and blood starts pouring out of the side of my face. Wow. And uh, I just passed out from dehydration. And now I have to go to the emergency room at four in the morning. But the, be the best part of all this is I'm going to see my family the next day at 12 p.m. Because I'm the godfather at my niece's christening in New York City. Now, I go to the, uh, the emergency room. They take all the tests. Everything's fine. But I have to put 20 stitches in my eye. When I got into New York City, I got ready for the christening because I focused on my, my niece and not what I was doing. When I got there, my eye was blown up and all the people I said I was doing it for, they looked at me and, and I, they didn't say it because they loved me, but I knew what they were thinking. Like they were right. And uh, I stayed for my niece. I stayed as long as I could. I went home and in the car on the way home, I'll never forget this. I go, Jay, you could give up now and they'll all be right. Or you don't tell anybody and you just keep doing what you're doing every single day and you're going to have to switch your entire lifestyle. You have to wait to eat, you drink. Like the discipline, the determination that you're gonna have to turn this around. And, and I decided this is this is not this is not gonna stop me. Me falling here, and I'm gonna do it the right way. And I did. And then that year, I ran 90 miles over three days, and I raised thirty-seven thousand dollars for the Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center. My entire family was with me every single mile for those 90 miles, and uh, it changed my life forever. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's an amazing story. Not only uh, is it, you know, great for you as a human, but the beautiful thing about it is, is that you're, you know, touching so many other people's lives as well. And I think that's, you know, that's what it's all about. Now, that's motivation enough, I would have yeah. to think. And um, your diet, you changed your diet. You know, are you a crazy man eater now? What are you? I mean, are you totally all about? Yeah. Just Health, not necessarily, but healthy, but you're on a regimen of some sort. Well, what, tell, tell us so, about that. So I, my body, I, I use food for fuel. I have to fuel my body for the way I train. And I now, like, I give up red meat. I love steaks. My, my, you know, I have friends that own steak houses. I don't even, I don't eat red meat anymore because my body can't process it. No luga? No luga for you? No peanut <laughs> No, no, man. The porterhouse or uh, the ribeyes. I mean, I used to, oh, so good. I Thinking know. about it. Tastes good, but not good for my body. Right. And, and then hydration, 100 ounces of water a day. Uh, grilled chicken, sweet potato fries, brown rice. So sweet potato fries and the brown rice. They give me the right carbohydrate so that when I eat it the night before a long run the next day, I have the sustained energy to go run three hours, four hours where I feel amazing. But if I'm eating red meat and like 
you know, pasta, which is the worst thing you can do if you're a runner, because you can't process those carbohydrates and it just sits in your stomach and you run the next day, then I'm not going to feel right. And then your recovery after you do those long runs, I got to recover. I got to hydrate. And uh, so that's how I, I really changed my diet and I changed my thinking. It's all about discipline. Right. And, and were you, you know, it sounds like you had it in you. Were you always this discipline growing up? I mean, were you always like kind of into one thing and you do it extremely uh, you know, to, 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 over to number 10 and then you, you know, you get as much as you can out of it, but this, this seems like something that you've just grabbed on and you, you're not turning back. There's no, there's no, there's no rear view mirror here. You're just going. I'm going. Cause that was 2016, that 90 mile run. So then the next year I realized how much impact we had on people's lives. Mm -hmm. And the next year would have been my grandparents 75th wedding anniversary. So I decided to run 48.8 miles in one day. And then a New York City Marathon the next day to complete 75-mile run. So the 100-mile run, uh, that came after three years of, of doing these events. And we got close to raising $100,000. And my grandmother passed away uh, April 5th in 2019. Okay. And I just thought, I was like, maybe I shouldn't, shouldn't do this anymore. But I was like, no, we're so close to raising $100,000. I'm going to honor my grandmother's life. So I'm going to run 100 miles on the track at Kellenberg to, raise, to get to that $100,000 donation mark. And uh, yeah, I chose that because I mentally wanted to break myself down on a track running in circles. And I feel like running in circles like that is just like a caregiver who has to take care of a loved one. And they don't have anyone to support them. And, and every day they get up, they probably feel like they're walking around in circles every single day, because they're taking care of a loved one and no one's taking care of them and no one's helping them. And, and that's when I said, you know what, I'm not this run on a track a hundred miles is going to be a reflection of what the caregiver does every single day. Wow. When you run, um, do you run listening to music or, uh, what's your like, uh, so you, you, you checking your head. So I think you do listen to music, right? I, li I listen to music, but I also listen to motivational speeches off of YouTube. I put my ear pods on and this past weekend I ran 20 miles on Saturday and for about, it took me about for a little less than four hours, two hours of it, I'm listening to motivational speeches. Because what you feed your brain is what you believe. What you feed your body is what you are. But when I start feeding my body that you need to be disciplined, you need to be determined, anything is possible. Pain is only temporary. Like this type of things. I truly believe it and live it. And that's what gets me through my run. And, and it's all these motivational speeches that, that I listen to. And then, yeah, I have music that I also listen to that gets me motivated and keeps me going, but it's really those motivational speeches that right. just feed me. Really? So what's Give us, give us uh, your, your, give us a Jay Aspiro playlist, just a couple of, an idea, and then give yeah. us uh, one of your motivational, you know, who, who might be the speaker or, or, or what the speech might be. So I, I mean, I, I'm going to, music is like Bruce Springsteen. I like, you know, born to run is always a good one. Uh, I, I, Eminem songs are always my favorite just to keep me pushing and going, uh, you know, killers. I, I'm a big fan of, uh, red hot chili peppers. That type of music is the music I like to go to, but then Eric Thomas is a speaker on YouTube. He's a phenomenal speaker. He, he tells you how it is. Really? David Goggins is an ultra runner, uh, ex Marine Navy SEAL. Like, you know, he, he just, he tells you how it is. That's a man. It sounds like a maniac. He is. He is. He is a maniac. Uh, and, and, and that's what it is. It's like, so these are the things that I think about every single day. I have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. 
because life is uncomfortable. And if I start putting myself in situations that are uncomfortable and I willingly do it, like over the winter, I ran every single training run I had between December through April, I ran in shorts and a t-shirt. I don't care if it was two degrees out or 20 degrees out. I ran in shorts and a t-shirt. I had gloves on and a neck warmer, but it was shorts and a t-shirt because right. I had to force myself out of oh, uncomfortable situations. Right. Yeah, me. Absolutely. And it didn't matter. And I wasn't doing it to prove to anybody else. It was like, you have to prove things to yourself. And that's what I did. And now if, if life was always give us uncomfortable situations, I'm, I'm prepared to be uncomfortable. And I, it's because I know how to put myself in these situations. So it's all, it's all a ma- mindset. And um, David Goggins is, is the man. Uh, there's, um, uh, oh God, what am I? Iron Cowboy. If you follow him, he did a hundred Ironmans in a hundred days insane like the mindset of these guys and that's what i try to pick up because i'm running 100 miles across long island in about 38 days i think october 2nd october 3rd every day i wake up i believe i'm running 100 miles across long island it is normal and and that's what these people i listen to that's their mindset the you know the 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 uncommon is normal and that's how i'm going to get through this and how i've gotten through these other runs Amazing. How does Jay Asparo chill out? Do you chill out? Uh, um, it's hard during training, but I have a small group of friends that I love. Uh, they get what I'm doing. Our kids uh, hang out together and just chilling out with them in the backyard with the kids playing and I'm, I'm hanging out with them. That, that's for me right now. That, that's just that's chilling. That, that, that's, that's what right. I love doing. Has this helped you um, through in your in just regular everyday life in terms of your you know your being and your psyche? Hundred percent. I, I am a different person than I was seven years ago. Uh, I believe we all we have twenty four hours in a day. I try to conquer the day. I know I have to run a hundred miles. If I think about a hundred miles every day, I wake up. I'll never get out of bed. But if I think about what can I do today to get me closer to accomplishing that hundred mile run. I just got to conquer today. That's all I have to do. I have to make today the best day I possibly can. And the more days I add up doing that, that's how I get to these big goals. Instead of looking at this big monstrous goal and you're like, how am I ever going to do it? No, I got to chip away each day. So it's changed my life. And I appreciate every minute of every day. And I, I'm, I'm positive Pete. I, I'm going to be so positive. People Amazing. don't like it. No, it's yeah. contag- no, it's dude. It's contagious. It, 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 you know, when when people are down and and out, and you know, I'm sure you know, you know, mental illness is is a very very uh, tough disease to deal with. I mean, you being positive is, is just amazing. I mean, for me, you're coming over. I don't even know you, and you know, I'm feeling this the the vibe where I, I don't have time to be depressed anymore. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump out and get going. I might not run, by the way, but but I'm, I'm I might do something else. So I mean, your message is incredible. Incredible. I, I, I really love it. And I'm glad, you, you know, you spent some time here telling us what's coming up for you. I know you got a couple of events coming up that you want to talk about. Let's get them out there. Let's promote it. What do you got? Yeah. So uh, for a training run, I have to run 30 miles as a training run, which is four miles more than a marathon. And I decided instead of just doing this run on my own, uh, I'm going to do it at the Plainview Old Beth Page Middle School track on Monday, September 6th. I'm going to start at 6 a.m. and I'm going to run 30 miles on a track, just going in circles. So whoever would like to come down, walk, jog, run, bring their kids as a field, play soccer, baseball, whatever you want on the field just to be down there. But I'm going to be running 30 miles on a track September 6th, the Monday of Labor Day. 
Beautiful. And then, yeah. And, and we're going to put that down then, in the comment section below. So we'll put all that in, but go ahead. Yeah. And then, and then we have the big run. It's a hundred mile run from the lighthouse in Montauk to the Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center in Westbury, Long Island on Saturday, October 2nd and Sunday, October 3rd. I'll be running 50 miles each day, running across the entire island. Wow. That is, that's, that is incredible. Well, I, you know, I'm going to be keeping my eye out for you. I mean, I just started following you on social media. Speaking of social media, we, we talked earlier a little bit about it. You know, a lot of people, you know, take shots at social media. Um, I think it's a double-edged sword. I think it's a great thing, obviously for networking and getting your message out there. Uh, but you, and but sometimes for me, uh, it becomes a little negative only because, you know, you're looking, you're watching it, you get, totally all consumed in it. You know, you follow all this, all these crazy different things. I'm going to be the first one to say I go down the rabbit hole and mm -hmm. I got to back up a lot. And of course, you know, with a podcast and a YouTube channel, you're looking for people to subscribe and you want them to help, blah, 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 blah. So you had said that to me earlier, and we could talk about it now for a second, is that it you, you deem it a super positive thing. Give us your spin on social media. I'm on it a lot. Every single day, every morning I wake up, I'm looking for motivation. I'm following the inspiration. I'm following the, the people that are putting out great things and I'm feeding off the great. And I do, as you're flipping through, you start to see it. Like, I want to go down that rabbit hole. I'm like, oh, I see sports or I see something, you know, that looks entertaining, or, <laughs> but it's not making me better. And I know once you go that way, you get stuck, but I'm going the other way and I'm getting stuck in the positive. And the other part of social media for me too, is I, you know, my family is everything. My, my daughter, Olivia, who's eight, my son, five, who's Shane. Like, I want to be their role model. And God forbid anything ever does happen to me. And, and I tell them that you have to do good in this world. You have to give back. And they ever say, well, what did you ever do? Well, I'm going to use my social media. Be like, go to my social media, see. Like, I'm going to tell you what I did. You could go see what I did. And you'll know who your dad is. Because I, may, I, I put posts in there and I put what I'm feeling and thinking all the time. And that's the other part of social media. If I get one like or five likes, I don't care. If I get a hundred likes, amazing. I'm actually some days when I post, I want to motivate people and just say, we're all normal. We're all struggling, but you could do it. Like, I'm not great, but I'm just, I'm just pushing through this stuff. But for my kids, man, I, it's like my diary to them. It's like, I can't wait in 20 years from now. And, and they're going to go back and be like, wow, my dad did something special. And, and then, and that hopefully inspires them to do good in the world. Well, well, well done. Well said. I mean, there's not much more I could say. You know, you, you, you are, uh, you know what they say? You are a mensch. You are a real <laughs> mensch, as they say. I'm sure they say it in plain view a little bit. But uh, Any shout outs? Any shout outs to people out there before we get going? Uh, yeah, so great people. One of the biggest shout outs to Anna Sparrow. There's a big banner behind me. My grandmother is my inspiration. God uh, bless. God bless. I mean, she's with me every single day. I got her wings are there flapping, waiting, you know, she's, she's lifting me up when I need her. Um, other shout outs to, to my wife, my kids, you know, they, without them, they are my inspiration, my parents, all caregivers, every single person that's taking care of someone who has dementia, Alzheimer's, any disease, cancer, uh, autism, there's a struggle there. And I just, if you see my message, I'm running for you and just know that you, you your suffering is, is it's giving hope to others and good things are coming from what you're doing for your loved ones. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, our good friends, Steve and Karen. Uh, they're a big support system for me over this past year, who I also met through another shout out, Jen Kurtzman, who is my right hand girl right now. Uh, we only met in March, but she has, 
she has inspired me. As you can imagine, every single year, this gets really difficult and tough. And I'm doing a lot of the promoting. And she was inspired to support me and help me. And she's an, a master at social media. And she's really helping me to get the Anna Sparrow run out there. We've taken it to another level. Uh, I got to tell you, I wasn't ready to do this year because I'm tired. But she's giving me this extra energy to keep going. So big shout out to Jen Kurtzman, her husband, Jordan Kurtzman, and her family. Uh, and the Long Island All-Star and Dementia Center. The people that work there, they're phenomenal people in the community who are helping families navigate through Alzheimer's dementia. That is like the all-inspiring inspiration that keeps me going every single day. Brother, I want to say thank you so much for you uh, taking a little bit of your time out to being on a grind and pivot, pivotal moments that changed everything. I'm, I'm a believer, man. You got me. You, you, no, you really got me. I, I had no idea what was coming. Uh, I knew you were, you know, a runner, an ultra runner. I knew you were running for a cause, but I think it's become so much more than that. It's much, much, much deeper than you just running. It has become a message. Uh, it's become your whole being. And like I said before, I, you know, it's contagious, man. It's infectious. I wish the, only the best to you, only good things. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be right there watching everybody. We're going to put all the stuff down in the comments below, in the description below, so you can check out Jay 100 miles from Montauk to uh, what, the Long Island Alzheimer's and Dementia Center, correct? And then yeah, on September 6th, you're going to be doing 30 miles at the Plainview Old Bethpage Middle School. Anybody can come. You don't even have to. You could bring your dog. You could bring whatever you want on the on the Monday of Labor Day. And this guy is going to go to town. Uh, rub shoulders with this guy. It's gonna it's gonna make you feel good. It really is. Uh, once again, grind and pivot. Pivotal moments that changed everything. Want to say thanks to J.S. Sparrow. Really, peace. Closing doors, please.